Hey, welcome to the Image Doctors Photography Podcast. I'm Jason O'Dell. And I'm Rick Walker. And it's good to be back with all our listeners. Good to be back with you, Rick. How are you doing? Doing fine. Enjoying the the uh, nice spring weather we're having. I know yeah. I am. Yeah, this is actually an unplanned podcast. We were originally going to skip a week because we're both traveling, but you ended up getting your Z8 uh, body a little bit early. And so we mm-hmm. thought we'd take the opportunity to let you talk about your initial reactions, thoughts after having used a Z9 for quite some time now and having written yeah. a book on the Z9 too. Well, I'm holding the Z8 now. You can't see that, but maybe you don't want to. I can. Up, upcoming <laughs> bonus episodes for our supporters. Um, we'll, we'll have the Z8. Um, yeah, it, I, I got it. Uh, it was shipped out the day that they, they shipped, started shipping. Um, and so that was great cause I had a pre-order in and, um, you know, I, I know a bunch of people who got their, their bodies, um, already, mm-hmm. um, you know, who had ordered with a shop or whatever, you know, the, the day, the announcement, the announcement was only the beginning of the, of May. So, um, it's pretty, pretty quick turn. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess what I would say is that everything that said, you can think of the Z8 as a mini Z9 is spot on mm-hmm. um so all the functions maybe even a few new ones that might slip into the z9 later yeah i mean those are they're kind of esoteric things for me they have to do with portrait shooting um jpeg portrait shooting right uh, at least one there's another one where you can do portrait you can do color balance for portraits i haven't played with it where you can make certain tones like on the yellow magenta axis you know for like skin tones for like white balance for and you can save three presets of those mm-hmm. and, it, and it applies them i don't know if that's a jpeg function but it has a skin smoothing option which is a jpeg only function i have yeah. determined um not something i do a lot of but you know it's there it's this is a great uh, portrait camera uh first first thing that went through my mind this is just funny i been handling the olympus om1 for the last month you know just to learn it right because i bought mm-hmm. that one and i picked up the z8 and the first thought was damn this is heavy because <laughs> <laughs> it weighs about two pounds it's it's far lighter than a z9 much much lighter than a z9 um but it's still a very very solid camera and if you have really small hands you might have problems um but I don't have any issues reaching any of the function buttons on the front or the or, or the back of the camera. It has the same articulating two-way uh, tilt uh, LCD that the Z9 has, which is one of the features that I really like about this camera. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I really liked about the Z9, um, it also has the same sensor shield, which is awesome feature. Mm-hmm. I wish every camera had that in it, frankly. Um Really, what's missing from from this compared to the Z9 is is mostly um, uh, form factor things. Like it doesn't have the dial on the top left of the body for the frame rate modes. It's mm-hmm. just got a button. It's more like a D850 that way, and it doesn't have a third function button on the front of the the body because there's really not space for one. And that has some ramifications for later on. But fundamentally, if you've been using a Z9, you could pick up a Z8 and and just you know there was nothing remarkable remarkable about this camera to me because i have been shooting a z9 for the last year and a half yeah so i did someone is wow moment yeah if someone has never used a camera 
with uh, subject detection or an electronic shutter that can operate over a wider range of conditions. Oh, that's a big deal. No, this is a huge, huge improvement, you know, over every other Nikon mirrorless camera period, just like the Z9 was. It's just in a smaller Mm -hmm. package. And And I would say, you know, the majority of, of Nikon shooters, if you're willing to shell out big dollars on a camera, well, you know, because it's not inexpensive. It's I think it's competitively priced depending on where you slot it. Because if you look at it as having almost all the features of a Z9, which is a flagship camera, which means it competes very well on spec with cameras like the R5, the Alpha 1, right? Mm-hmm. Then it's extremely attractively priced mm-hmm. compared to those cameras. Mm-hmm. Um, so not not bad. Um, 20 frames a second. Other big difference, it has the, the single CF um, Express type B slot mm-hmm. and then a SD slot. Right which I'm okay with. We've talked about that in the past. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad configuration at all. There's advantages to, there's one disadvantage of it, um, which is if you shoot in a way where your second card is used as backup, raw on both, then you are going to be speed limited by the slower of the two cards in terms of buffers and stuff. On the other hand, it's a non-issue. If you uh, forget your cards, SD cards are easy to find around the world, whereas compact um, oh, yeah, forget Express, it. CF Express cards, very difficult. Right. You're just not you you wouldn't be able to find them. Right. So so it would make for a, a, a nice traveling camera. Um you have to have the the you know, we go back to the question of which lenses would you want to put on it, but that's you know. If you're shooting a yeah. full frame camera, you're going to have those lenses. That's just how it's going to be. I think you could be very happy with this on a trip with something like the 24 to 120 and uh, 14 to 30, or or you know whatever or or something like that. Um, now, one okay. thing for people to think about a little bit. It's like you said, the the camera is a bit bigger and heavier mm-hmm. than a lot of the competition. Yeah, I can definitely heavier. <laughs> yeah. Now, if you look at what Canon and Sony and um, Fuji have done, they've taken those subject detection features and put them across their product line. So yes. not just their expensive cameras, but their less expensive cameras too. It's just be- it's becoming a standard feature. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So one one thing I I mean I would expect Nikon to continue rolling those out. And if you're really uncertain about the size and weight of the body, it might not be a bad idea just to wait a little bit longer and see if they do produce a Z7 III or something like that. Now, that will almost certainly have the subject detection features. It may not have the fancy um, electronic shutter where you can just run with that. Stack sensor. Yeah, no stack sensor. I'd be willing to bet it won't. It'll something like that will probably have that 60 megapixel or so, so Sony sensor or something like that. But that can be okay, you know, if, if that's fine. Um, right. and you want the subject detection, it might make sense to wait. That's just something to think about. Well, 
I'll say this at this mm-hmm. point, you know, barring a surprise from Nikon in the firmware department, I think it's pretty safe to say that, you know, other than updates for new lenses, I haven't seen the Z6 and 7 line get firmware updates to any new significant features. No. And and so it means that if you're going to get something like AI detection AF, it's probably going to be in a Mark III body. Um, that's just, that seems to be the conventional wisdom. Um, where you really want the stacked sensor with the electronic shutter is for shooting high speed frame rates and high speed um, shutter speeds because you can run into those problems. If you don't shoot a lot of action sports or birds, then your solution might be pretty great. Mm-hmm. I mean, what it costs you is time, but what you might save is a, you know, one or two grand. I <laughs> mean, you might save $1,500 depending. And or, some weight and size. Right, right. Yeah. If what you're looking for is more of a strictly landscape portrait or travel kind of camera, then I think there's a lot to be said about the form factor of the Z6 and 7, because that's what we would travel with, and we liked yeah. that. Or you're okay with a mechanical shutter that just goes up to maybe 10 frames per second or so. Right, and it's not a big deal. If that's enough, then you're fine. Right, you, you really are. It's just something to think about, but it certainly looks like a great camera. Oh, I, I and I know that if you were to have held this in your hands two years mm-hmm. ago, <laughs> you would have been just completely ecstatic no i mean it you, you you would have had two of them by now um but w- what i will say now so one thing you can do with the z8 is that um it's not out yet but there is a uh optional battery grip mm-hmm. and, and it's it's good and it's also got a little surprise to me in it um the battery grip gives you a vertical grip you know with another secondary joystick and customizable buttons um, and it has a tray inside that holds two of the standard, what are now the EN EL15, I think C batteries or you know, mm-hmm. those, those batteries. So unlike the D850, which could use the big brother's battery from the Z or the D5, you know, D4, D5, D6, um, you can't use that larger battery in a in a Z8, even with the grip, but you'd get two batteries in it. Mm-hmm. But there's something to think about, too. If you really are a hardcore sports photographer or wildlife going after things with long, big glass, where where a grip just makes your life easier, I would think about a Z9. With probably some good grip. deals. Hey, um, right. The used market used is going to have good deals. Heck, I got an email the other day from Nikon. They had refurbished ones for $1,000 off retail right now they're probably gone in 60 seconds right but and the reason why i bring it up is because ergonomically if you're using that vertical grip if it's integrated it usually has a little bit better functionality in terms of ergonomics and you'll get that extra front function button on the front of the camera and i could see it being a little bit of a stretch trying to reach the front function button on the z8 by the time you added the grip. If you're not using the grip or it's just something you would use on on occasion, the Z8 is a really great way to go, I think. Um, and, because you and, get uh, almost 99% of a Z9. <laughs> right. Now, I'm presuming things like that and figuring out 
uh, an elegant way around that problem or so is something that you're going to have in your book update? Yeah. So I sent out an email to everybody who bought my ebook. I, I just, and I put it out on my website that I'm going to go ahead and update my Z9 ebook to include the Z8. And some people joked it was just as simple as doing a search and replace <laughs> and replacing Z9 with Z8 slash Z9. And I will say it's not quite that simple. It's not quite that simple because there's a few little different things. Um, a lot of some of it's numbering. Um, menu, uh, there's like one or two menu items have shuffled and that gets a ripple effect. So, you know, if I say D3 on one camera it might be a slightly different setting in the other camera. But even the numbering of buttons. I mentioned that the Z8 lacks the third front function button. So now the top left function button is named function button three. Well, that's function button four on a Z9. <laughs> So, I mean, there's, it's, it's not a big deal in terms of how the camera is, is usable. And in fact, I, I did tell my clients, if you're getting a Z8 and you want to learn the autofocus system, my current ebook will teach you that it will give you all you need. And 95% of the configuration stuff, because the differences are pretty minor, but in order to have a book update, I'm going to have to sit down and actually you know, write about the differences and make sure they're they're good. So anybody who buys the Z9 book now will get a free update to the one that has the Z8. Yeah. So that's that's the way I'm choosing to approach it, um, yeah, it rather sense. than writing an entire entirely new book. But if you're going out to buy a Z8, I have one really good tip for you. Okay. Uh, um, so you get your camera and you're excited about your camera and you charge the battery. Okay, camera comes out of the bag. It's got the body cap on the front, right? Mm -hmm. Before you do anything, before you do anything, do not take the body cap off. Put the battery in the camera. Use one of your other ENEL15s, you know, from your Z7 or something like that, and go into your settings, uh, in, into your um, into your setup menu, which is in Nikon's. That's the wrench, and find the item that says sensor shield behavior at power off. Mm -hmm. It defaults to off, meaning that the sensor shield doesn't close. Mm -hmm. so just set it to on. Then, then when you turn on the, when, when you turn on and turn off the camera, it's going to close that sensor shield before you've even opened up the front cover. You will never get dust on your sensor this right. way or, you know, very unlikely to see any dust yeah. on the sensor. So that's what I did. You know, it's like, don't even put a lens on. Just get the sensor shield to close and then fire it up. Yeah. So it's just one of those little things that I've learned mm -hmm. from from having had the, the camera. It works exceptionally well, frankly, that yeah. those, those shields. Um, now, before we go, though. You know, this is it's not a bonus episode, but it was one we weren't really planning on on recording for this week, but rather than skip a week. Um, so I'm off to the Badlands to do an infrared workshop. But and where I'm are you off going? to Quebec, Quebec City, Montreal. Yeah. So everybody's heard about my infrared kit. It's my Z6 that I got converted. But what are you bringing to uh, to Montreal and Quebec? So something completely different. Than we've talked about. I know that's why I wanted to ask. I was curious. Yeah, no subject detection. It'll do face detection, eye detection. No, it's the uh, Fuji X Pro Three, which is an interesting body. I've owned it for you know, I think like three years now. So this is that and little rangefinder format, almost form yeah, factor. Yeah, I mean the form factor is kind of like that. And it has an optical viewfinder, 
that you can switch to if you want. So you can go between an EVF and an optical viewfinder. But the, the thing I like about it is it's pretty compact. It's not imposing. It's fun to shoot with. And um, the lenses that I'm taking are really tiny little ones. A 16 millimeter 2.8, a 23 um, F2, and a 50 F2, which is like a 24, 35, 75 combo. Mm -hmm. um, so nothing exotic, but I think it'll be fun to shoot with. I think it'll work just fine. I, I right, suspect and you're not I'll on use... assignment. You're on vacation. So no, I, I expect to do. use the 23 millimeter lens, which is you know a 35 equivalent quite a bit because i really like that focal length yeah well It'll that's cool fun. well that's why i wanted to ask because you know you talk about these different situations having the right thing um you know there, there is no best camera no and sometimes it's there just, there just isn't you know in this case it's what do i feel like shooting with right um so yeah i'll i'll um I'll be shooting the uh, Z6 with my infrared kit, but I'm going to bring my OM-1 to the Badlands just so I can have it and mm -hmm. mess with this because I'm still learning it. Um, put it you put it on your pillow at night, and sleep next to it, and all those. Just things. trying to to, yeah. to to well, it's osmosis learning at that point, right, Rick? So yeah. no, but it's it's worked out real well all these and um, yeah the you know it doesn't sound like I'm sitting here saying anything exuberant about a Z8. But I'm only saying this because I've had the Z9. Mm -hmm. um, the, the Z8 is every bit as capable as a Z9, save you a few little things. Um, right. It's it's frankly, it's an outstanding camera. Um, yes, it's a little bit more expensive, but I think the people who own them are going to really enjoy them, and it's gonna it's gonna make them if if they've held off from getting a Z9 either because you couldn't get one or it was just you didn't want that big camera the z8 is really going to make you pretty happy mm -hmm. so, sounds good yeah okay well um that's all the time we have for this week again uh don't forget to sign up to be one of our show supporters because we appreciate all of our patrons from our patreon page and get access to our blog our bonus episodes and depending on your membership level um maybe even some image critique from rick and myself um, thanks again for, for all of you who've already signed up because um, we do appreciate it. And we had a few more signups this week. So if you're um, not sure about it, go to imagedoctorsphoto.com and um, any of the articles there, you'll get, you'll, uh, you can click on the link about be become a show supporter at the top of the page and really easy. And you yeah. can do that. Um, so until next time, happy shooting. All right. Bye-bye.